Hello everyone and welcome to Inside the Arena podcast brought to you by Piers Arena. Inside the Arena podcast is a mini podcast series that focuses on mental health, well-being and every other issues or challenges we all face in our lives day to day. On each episode, we will be picking a guest from our ever-growing Piers Arena community to talk about their views on mental health, well-being and most importantly how they are personally affected by these issues. I'm your host, Tony. Thank you for listening. Good day, and thank you very much for taking the time to have this conversation with me. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. Um, okay. I'd like for you to start by introducing yourself using just your sex and your age, please. Um, I'm a guy, and I'm 28 years okay you're welcome once more as you as you well know we're going to be talking about mental health and other personal struggles we have in our lives and most importantly how our personal struggles affects our mental health day to day so the questions i'm going to be asking will be personal i hope you don't mind no problem okay wonderful i'd like for you to start by describing mental health using just your own words okay mental health basically is uh, is is all about your day-to-day activities and how it affects your mind your uh, people around you what you do how you do it and how it affects your mind and how that in returns affects the result of everything you're looking out to do or what you've done or what you're going to do basically so uh it can actually help you get what you want and can actually make you lose what you have, basically. That's a wonderful way of putting it. And thank you very much for voicing out your own opinion about mental health. So would you say you've been personally affected by mental health or have you been, or is this something you're struggling with? Yes, something I'm struggling with is something that I've been affected by as well. So, um, just like every other person, we we don't really put we don't really take it serious in this part of the world. And um, uh, I didn't take it seriously, and that is why I am here battling it and struggling with it till now. Uh, I'm hoping to get better, but now I know better, and I want to be better. Because grace, and I'm very sure you would get better as long as you're willing to go through that process because it is a process. It's not something that happens overnight, but I'm glad you're taking the right steps towards the right directions by first things first being getting informed and being aware of your state of mind. Um, I think that's very, very good. So what events or what what are the series of events that, that you think led to your struggles with mental health? Um, okay, uh, I will say I'll start with indulgence. I'll start with the fact that it was there. I saw it. I felt this could be something, but I didn't really take it serious. And when I took it serious, I took it serious wrongly. So um, when I got to the uni, I, I became aware of myself and I noticed that I, I get irritated easily. To me, I, I felt it was a principle. I felt I was, uh, I had principles and I was following some principles. I uh, started with my friends. When I, okay, there was one time I complained about, uh, okay, so some of my friends today, they became my friends because they actually sort of indulged me. They sort of understood my pattern, my life pattern. And I decided, okay, no, these guys are going to be my friends for life. So, okay, there was one incident where I had someone squatting with me and he, he messed up my room. I'm very, very key on, yes, I can't, I'm not in it free, but then I'm always, I'm always key on, on how people treat my room as well my room and my bed with respect. So he messed up my room. Then two of my friends came 
and wanted to surprise me, they tried to clean the room for me. I came knocking, provoked, knowing that it's going to mess up the room. But because I was too, too pissed to see the good they have done, I sent them out of the house. I told them they should just leave. They should just leave. They should just leave. Okay, so there and there, I had an experience before then where I was locked up. I not like police locked up, like I was locked up in the house and my mind was telling me that this is the end, you're going to die here, this and that. So anytime I see locked doors, I freak out. When I see any locked doors and I don't have the key, or it pisses me off, I get freaked out. Okay, I freak out. So instead of me actually now showing fear, I show anger because I don't want it to see, I don't want people to see that, okay, this guy's scared. So I show anger, I, I make people feel like I'm angry, but really and truly I'm just scared. So when they came out, I saw the room clean, I sent them away. When my, my sense when my sense came back, yeah, I put it that way, I called them and I apologized and they were like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, oh, these guys actually take me for who I am. Really, that's not who I am. So um, uh, I, I, I started vibing with them and everything. So from there, I got into relationships. I was always blunt. I was always talking. I called it blunt. I was always saying, okay, this is what you're doing. It's no good. So I was correcting the wrong ways. I was, I was criticizing the wrong ways. In my mind, I was saying I was blunt. People were people around me that didn't even understand what mental health is and what wrong I was doing. They were telling me people around me felt this guy is very, very blunt. This guy is very, very blunt. I know. So I was like, oh yes, I'm blunt. Then it's it went on like that through uni, through uni. From there, I I I saw I saw a place whereby I, I, I saw situations whereby a man hits a woman, woman hits man. And I am known to be very emotional. I sort of I sort of sobbed that day. I dropped tears that day. Like, I never want to see this happen until when the first one happened to me when I got slapped. I was trying to talk to my girlfriend at that time, and I just had it on my in my, my ears. I that bell, I can't forget that bell sound. I had it on my ear, in my in my ears rather. And uh, it was like uh this has happened to me. I was ashamed. I couldn't tell anybody. I kept not seeing it. But then it stopped me from doing, being the me I thought I should be. Then I moved past that, fast forward to another relationship, same thing, another slap. Then life happened. Failures started coming, business failures, um, rejections here and there turn downs, ups and downs, started coming in and everything. Health issues started coming in. Um, uh, feeling, feeling rejected by family, resorting to friends. Um, a lot of things started unraveling for me and I began to slip into the dark side sort of then I sort of became full of myself that, okay, I'm the only one with problems in the world and I'm not really, really going forward in life. I've always pictured myself in social place, but then I'm not there. Then I go, I, then I'll have one win, then another failure like that. It's not, it was not like a one step forward, two step backwards. So it pushed me into thinking about failures. Staying voices telling me that I am a failure. I literally talk to, I literally speak up and say, no, I've done this, I've done that, just to stamp myself out of it. I, I was once suicidal. I, I, I sort of got a call from a friend all the way from Kuwait and he, he said, he, it was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? That his mind, his, his, his mind just, his spirit just was drawn to me and said, just check on me. Then I told him what's up. Then he sensed that I was being suicidal. He called his friend, yeah, he called his younger brother, come and pick me up straight before I do anything hurtful to myself. Um, 
I got back, I started trying to get back on track. I got into a job that I didn't like because of frustration. I mean, I used to be, I used to be in a senior position. I used to call the shots in every place I worked at. I now started applying for the entry level of my career, of my industry, like the entry level. So imagine if, imagine me uh, I'm working in a bank and I used to be like the assistant branch manager or the branch manager, and now I'm actually applying to work as an intern, a banking intern. So it was like that. Even when I got the, I got the, uh, I got an interview, they could sense it that something was wrong with me. I said, you shouldn't even be applying for this kind of role. Then one way or the other, they actually prompted me on the interview, on the interview day and said, no, I don't deserve that role I requested for. So take me a step up. Then in the job, I wouldn't dance to the tune around me. Then I was always in my own shell, but then it was a problem. I was being, I was stuck the snob, I was stuck. I don't like people around me, this and that. Before you know it, started affecting my work. Uh, I started losing interest in what I was doing. So I thought going, going for the best of the best in the, in the industry was going to help me out. Then I applied, luckily I got it. Then same thing happened. I was victimized some, some way, somehow. And I felt maybe I corrected the young man wrongly, but I simply said, take responsibility, be accountable for what you did. I simply said that I can't forget because it's it's really it's still taking a toll on me. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still sad about it. I'm still a little bit angry about it. No, a little bit. Actually, I'm still very angry about it. Yes, not to be, I won't, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow here. So uh, I wouldn't like. I want to save myself. I'm still pretty angry about that fact. And this young man punched me twice. And I didn't report, I didn't do anything. But someone else saw what happened and knew how I always keep to myself, how I always mind my business. I had just one friend in the old, in a company of over a thousand staff. I had just one friend. And it was so bad that now I was the one. This act. I really, really felt, I really now wanted, okay, I should have just turned my own back. Should I just hit him back? Maybe my uh, my layoff will have just been um, validated or maybe it will have just been okay, justified. Okay, this is why they laid me off. And I was, I was, I was angry. Okay, so, and that's the reason why I was angry at that situation was, I told my fiance then, on the first day I said, I can't do this job, that this job is toxic. She said I should just try, I should just manage, I should just try, I should just manage. Honestly, I was going to work crying every day. Like, this is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to do. This is not what I, I bargained for. But I sucked it up every day. So when they sucked me, I was like, I told you. If you had just allowed me to leave at that point, it wouldn't have been like this. Okay, so gradually, I'm actually, I'm actually letting go of that hurt i'm really i'm letting go of the fact that i listened to her and and uh, and it got it ended bad because i now i'm i'm based on based on my own learning and my own uh, and, and and what i have what i've researched on I've, I've been made to understand that some people take some decisions for a reason and me getting angry i won't solve anything so gradually i'm actually letting go of it I'm I am not completely, I've not completely let go of it, but I'm letting go of it gradually. Uh, and all this have actually metamorphosed to what's going to happen, what was going to happen eventually later. So I'll get right, I'll get to that eventually. So um, I became jobless for like two months until another job came in, started doing the work. So while I was jobless, me, me and my and my um, uh, fiance had a, a little fight about um, about me supporting her, defending her, or not defending her in front of my family and the likes. So it just got to me that 
everything should do, everything you want, everything you will, everything you will. I don't even have a problem with supporting you because that's what I meant to do. But when you actually say it, it makes it look like you're demanding it. You don't demand it. I feel you shouldn't demand it. It's what you earn. And you've earned it, but it's so painful and sad that you don't see the fact that you've earned it. So that got me pissed. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do me. I'm going to just take care of myself. I think that's what matters. And that's what I was trying to do. The whole thing, so I said, you know what? I was going to give her space to, because the last time we had a fight about that former job where I lost, she didn't talk to me for a week. I felt it's wrong when you have a fight and you're actually keeping the malice or staying away from me for more than a week. Like, if I'm more than a day or so, we should settle stuff. Like, what if we're married and we have we get to see each other every day and we get to have issues every day? Are we going to say we don't talk to each other in the whole house for one week because we have something against each other? I feel resentment leads to a lot of bad things and it messes with our head. It messes with our head. It doesn't give us peace mentally. So I felt she was wrong. Even me, don't, not knowing that I also had that. Really and truly looking inwards and then after a series of back and forth from friends and uh, loved ones that are very interested in my mental health, I, I now understood why I resented and why everything happened. So I was, I was, um, uh, I decided, okay, I knew better. I always say this. I knew better why I went for the wrong one. I knew that what she was doing was wrong. Because yes, people say, yes, give, let's give time to understand some things. But there's sometimes that I, in my opinion, in my little opinion, and my inexperienced opinion, rather, I will say that when you solve issues, when you talk about issues, when you find a working conflict resolution um, pattern and it works for you, stick to it and don't go otherwise. So uh, I'm not trading blames. I'm not, I wish, I wish things were better, but she, she, uh, uh, I, I, I followed suit with her pattern, thinking maybe that's how she wanted it. Okay, maybe that's how she knows how to actually solve her own conflicts or resolve things in her mind. And I said, okay, that is not me. I decided to take that pattern. And for one week, too, I didn't talk to her. I was resenting her. And when I tried to reach out, I reached out the wrong way as well, again, as usual. And doing the African macho man thing. It led to our counseling and introduction. I felt bad. I felt bitter. I felt like the world is going to end. I started regretting everything. I started regretting the relationship instantly. Like, and I started regretting that I should have just stopped. I should have just stopped to my, my way of solving issues and not follow our own way because it was just like, I'm hot, you are hot. Nothing good is going to come out of it. So, after she canceled it and everything, she apologized for canceling it. But that still lingered in my head. I didn't let go of that. Now, this is when my own real resentment now came into play. And I started resenting her. I was so angry at her. I was so mad at her. And honestly speaking, it now became a, it was not becoming a, a pattern for me or like a way of life for me just to not naturally resent her while still being in a relationship with her. Yeah, it's wrong, and I should have known better. Then the issue, the big issue came in, came into play. She, I called, I was hungry on Facebook Sunday. I was very hungry, and really and truly, I didn't want to make anything for myself. I felt like eating someone else's food. I didn't tell her I needed, I needed, uh, I wanted her to come around, but when she said she was coming around, I was very, very happy that, wow, this is good. That it shows that this girl really, really likes me. But then the fact that I still had something against us still just made me just stupid and made me make stupid decisions. So she cooked, she finished cooking, and surprisingly, I sat down where, I'm sitting down where 
I sat down when we when the whole thing started. She went to she went inside the room to rest. I went to the shower. I went to the bathroom to shower because I was sweaty. And I said, well, I always wanted to wear. I, I love love play. I like playing a lot. So I wanted to play with her as usual. Then she said I should leave her alone. So I talked to her. But she's really not in the mood. This and that. I felt bad. Though someone else, someone else has already told me that anytime your spouse is having mood swings or anything, just avoid them and don't let them, don't force things on them at that point. So I did that. Already I was doing well. I think. I think, or let me say, already I was following instructions. That's, that's the best word. Already I was following instructions. And I spotted stupidly with my own hands. And I really, really, really regret it. I wish I didn't say that word. I wish, I wish I didn't say what I was doing. I told her that I was avoiding you because I don't want your wahala. I said it in that manner. When she came back to like when she when she was back in a, in a good mood, I said that to her. Then she just called, she just said she was going home. That if that's what she wants to do, that she's going home, she wants to get to Melee anyways. I didn't want her to leave because normally anytime she comes, she stays up till eight in the night and she leaves. I didn't want her to leave. I was, I didn't know what to do. As usual, stupid African macho man. I beg anybody, anybody listening to this, if you have a wife, love her, beg her, play with her like your friend and not your subordinate. She's your friend. She's your helpmate. So I. I, I didn't want her to leave, but I was doing my macho man and I was like, come here. And truly, really and truly, she obeyed as she came. All that she signed that young man, calm down. This person is already here. But I now went on to start threatening her to break up. That she knows she's tired, that she should leave. She should just end the relationship. But I don't like the way she's always doing open and giving. And she wants to do this, she wants to do that. So what triggered that? And again, I'm not giving excuses. I'm just explaining what transpired in my mind, what's going on in my mind. I was talking about mental health here. So I said, in my mind, I was like, she can't live anywhere. She feels like she can't do without me. Then let me also, let me, let me kind of see. I also have options. If you want to go, I can go as well. If you can, if, if can, if you can, someone decourage you actually cancel. Our introduction. I can someone someone encourage actually tell you that call your bluff and say, I'm tired of relationship as well. Wrong move. So she said, Okay, you keep planting these seeds in my head. There's one, the one this one is Japanese, maybe this one is Japanese, maybe it might as well Japanese today. And she was about to leave it now. I was like, You know what? If you're going to leave, you take all the food you cooked. Childish, right? Yes. You're going to, the anger, anger will actually make you do stupid things. Yes. So uh, I, I, I basically told her that I'll pour away the food, fully knowing where that I was never going to pour that food away. I was always celebrating how I was going to eat the food. Part, part planning, okay, there are six turkeys inside that soup. That's two. I'm going to eat one and two per day. I'll let this two last for three days. I already had my plans for that two. You know, so she said I should treat it with. And I was like, you're not going anywhere, you want to come and pick it. And I'm not telling you, just want to pack it and you come. She said, she kept saying, no, she's not going. I should have just allowed her to leave at that point. I pushed that, start shouting. I pushed that, start, start making a scene. I forced, uh, uh, I forced the part of her that she might not want to see. Because everybody has that side, the crazy side. Everybody has crazy side. You just take something to bring it out. So I was the foil bringing it out. I was the rook bringing it out for her. And I'm sure she didn't like it, but she just wanted to leave. And I was, I would say I was actually holding her hostage. Yes, I feel bad about that. But then that, that's what I was doing at that point. And I didn't realize what I was doing at that point until even now as I'm speaking to you. So she, she kept shouting, I carried her, I carried her 
she could be very, very light. I carried her, I, I carried her to the room in the bed, kissed her. I mean, what was I doing? Was it damage control? I don't know. Was it trying to tell her story without saying sorry? Like an idiot. I don't know. I was doing something. I was, the bottom line is I wanted to say sorry, but, but I didn't know how to say sorry, but not open. And I, after some time, after the dragging and everything, I said I was going to allow her phone. Okay, she made a call through to my one of my folk. Uh, and I told her that, you know, we had a deal that putting an outsider has introduced him is wrong. It has affected us once, twice. She didn't do it all the time. So I took her phone. I took her slippers, I will you trek with your touch your slippers. I mean, stupid name. So uh, after a while, we went after the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. She slapped me. I felt bad. The only thing in my head was, and you too, I returned it. I wasn't thinking. Because I already had this mind after that punch at my workplace, at my former workplace, that anybody, anybody that touches me again. I will do my own back. And that's what resentment, that is what, what anger, that is what fear, that is what every wrong emotions in the book do to you when you can't control them. There's a revenge in my mind. I have no letting go. And anybody was going to be the one to suffer for it. Not thinking that when you throw stone in the market, it can eat your family. So I actually returned the slap. I returned the slap. I was holding her slippers. I returned the slap with the slippers. I felt bad about it. The second it happened, everything in my body came down. I became weak. I became, I, 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 I saw myself stupid. In my mind, I said, I've lost this relationship already. I said it in my mind, but I kept apologizing to her. She tried to drop my key. I apologized to don't drop my key. She tried to pick some things and I was begging her to pick some things. After a while of begging and pleading, I escorted that to the heart to our end to the junction. She took back and went home. Uh, I begged that day. The next day, I called her and begged her. She was not having any of it. Uh, I kept begging and understand that nobody. I see. I thought. I thought of it like this: If I didn't return, if I didn't return that slap, we. Will I be able to listen to her when she's begging me as well? Let's not forget that I actually started it. I made her slap me. If I didn't return it, will I actually not see she slapped me? And I'm not listening to anything. Won't I be angry at her? If I had a sister and she comes and tells me that a man slapped her, what would I do to her? What would I do to the man? Won't even this my same very, very wrong, um, this my same emotions get over me and actually do something that I don't wish to do. Won't it? So uh, I, I, with following my solution, you will see that it's not just in my relationship that anger will affect to her. It's eventually go metamorphose into other things. So I kept begging, I called you over to actually me back and I was insensitive about our own feelings. And I felt everybody was like me that, okay, you beg me instantly and I'll forgive you or I'll tolerate you and just let go. Or I'll just bottle it and forget and till I forget it or till I overlook it. I didn't know some, I, I, I didn't realize that she was more hurt than what I thought she, she was in, she was, she was in denial that I actually did what I did. She did come to the terms the fact that I actually did what I did. And 
the painful part is she was almost going through it alone until I started telling people to even bigger than she was able to actually voice out to those people what happened and everything. I think that was even what he actually helped her actually in being, being able to, as well as helped her to see a little about it. I, I, I was selfish enough. I, I, I didn't, I didn't want her to actually let it sink in. I just wanted her to just forgive me and let us go back to where we were. I'm sorry I did that. So just like I committed an offense, then I talked it to under offense while in custody for the offense I committed. It shows that I didn't really, really learn or I'm not really, really, I'm not getting the full grasp of what was happening or what I have done. Maybe I might actually have a full grasp of what I have done, but I'm actually not understanding that it's a two-way thing. As much as I was angry and I'm remorse and I'm letting go, trying to let go, the speed is different. The pace is different. And that's where I actually missed it. Uh, I understand better now that she could be going through hell as well. And she could, um, if she's saying she, she, she doesn't want to be with me again, it's fair. It's fair. It's painful. It's painful, but it's fair. Because there's a limit to what everybody can take. As I'm talking to you, it's it's to get to a point where someone will do something to me, and I would actually, I would actually um and say I still want to do this, so I'm not really interested in this anymore. I've had that experience once in a relationship where she was uh she uh, I don't know how to put this. She sexually abuses me in relationship. Yes. I'm with the guy, but then she sexually abuses me. It's uh, she doesn't care about how I feel. She controls what I do, or she tries to control what I do, who I talk to. And it's when she wants the sex, she gets it. When she wants the sex, if she wants it while I'm cooking, she gets it. If she wants it, if she wants it. Why she's menstruating? Yes, she gets it. Yeah, I thought I was actually enjoying at that point, but then looking back at it, even then, when I look back at it, at the whole situation, I have to tell her, "See, come, I don't think I want to do this with you anymore." It took her a whole lot. She cost me, made a whole lot of abuses, abuses and everything. But man. It was so bad that I left the relationship when I was on all of this because I couldn't even do it in front of her. So I didn't think of that when I was thinking of my fancy now. And I feel bad that I was actually selfish. So bottom line is I knew better. I didn't just follow it. I decided not to think deep, deep enough. And already I'm working on myself. I'm happy I'm working on myself, but now um, uh, the progress sort of is like a, now, now progress, my progress now is like a um, one step forward, step backwards kind of progress because I now feel bad that I made someone, I put someone in a, in a, in a, in a mental state and I'm trying to get fully better for myself. I'm going express way to actually get better for myself and I'm seeing the changes but and I'm actually using that as a basis to to judge our own healing process. I feel that's bad of me. I feel that's insensitive of me and I feel I should do better. And um, I think what I know this now is never too late to let her be and let her process everything she wants to process, let her heal the way she wants to heal, and let her be a better person for herself, as most importantly.
be better, be a better person for myself because I am trying to be a better person for myself as well. Because controlling my emotions would also take, take me not just in a relationship, take me far also in life, in my career, in my advice to people too, because there are, there are some people that will advise you wrongly. You can't help, you can actually control who you go and meet. We can't control who comes to meet you for advice. So if I'm not in the right mental state, well, one of the reasons why many people get bad advice is because people even advising them are actually not in the mental state. So maybe they're not even getting full information. So if you're actually in a good, if you're in a good space mentally, even no matter how little the information is, you'll be able to direct person in a little way you can, in the right path. So I want to get better to help myself so I can be able to help others. If I'm not fully, if I'm a blind man cannot lead me on a path, a man can only someone that can see. So until that eyes gets fixed before you can actually say, okay, this is the road to this street, this is the road to that street, basically. So I think I, I made a mistake thinking as I'm getting hit, she should get. In fact, I made a mistake thinking she's not even having any mental problem, thinking that she's just mad and she's just, she should just get over it and everything. I think that's where I actually I failed in comes process. So it's not back to square one for me, but it's just taking a step back and going forward again. I'm worried about how she's doing. I'm worried about how she's progressing and I wish she gets better because mental health deficiency or disorder, we we'll call it, is a sickness. It's like a regular malaria and everything. So I really, really, really want her to heal. I really want her to get better. And I hope that when she gets better, she gets completely better in the right path. I am sorry if she would listen to this and if anybody there out there has not been, if, if, if you've been hurt, if you've been victimized verbally, if you've been assaulted verbally or physically, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry on 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 behalf of of, our, of society. Yeah, especially when they don't when they feel like you should just brush it off and just move on. I'm sorry. I pray that you get better, and I pray that you get the right kind of cure to make you permanently better. Thank you. Wow, it's a lot. Um, first things first, I'm glad you are you are talking about this. And most importantly, I'm glad you are facing and owning up to what you've done. What you did was absolutely wrong. And I'm I'm, I'm really grateful you know that. And I'm great. Yes. It seems it seems like you you actually want to make it right. Um, I am I am against any form of abuse in any relationship. I've made that clear multiple times. But not to sound as if I'm indulging you or anything, but the the fact that you're able to speak about it and you are willing to go through the process of getting better and acknowledging that you did something that's totally unacceptable is a, is, is a starting point. And for that, I would like to say, I wish you well in your journey. And I hope everything works out just the way you plan it and just the way it should be. I, I really hope this experience changes you for good and makes you a better person at the end of the day. Thank so there, there are a couple of questions I want to ask. When she called off your introduction, you guys were going to get married and you resented her for it, like you said. Did you let her know your feelings? Did you express yourself and tell her exactly what, how you were feeling about that? I didn't let her know anything. I, I just bottled it. Uh... Then if I if I've ever mentioned it, I only mentioned out of anger that I thank God you actually postponed the introduction. I only say I didn't say it out of the fact that I was feeling, but I said it out of the fact that 
you made me feel pain. Now you feel the pain too. Yeah, I understand. And, and that's that's the problem. I've also had um, little conflicts with people in my life, not to the point of being abusive anyways, but, and, and one of the things I've really noticed is the fact that um, conflicts delayed is conflict multiplied. That's a, that's a quote from one of my heroes. And resentment is a very, very dangerous thing. Yeah. I've seen firsthand how it can drive a man or drive people to the point that they, they barely recognize themselves. That is what resentment can do to you. Bottling things up, like you said, suppressing things is never the right way for long-term sustainability. It is never the right way. So listening to what you've said, my what, what I'm picking up is the fact that it seems like, because she had her own reasons also for calling off the introduction. Did she make that clear to you, what her reasons were? Uh, I didn't know her reasons until after the second fight. Okay, and what was her reason? Okay, she said her reason was that she she just wanted me to she wanted me to change. That was all I got. Okay, so it was it was quite obvious to her that there was a lot you needed to work on, and there was a lot you guys needed to work on together, and that was why she was like giving you guys a chance to process that, which I don't think is a bad idea. But the the fact that you guys didn't didn't express yourself and didn't talk it out. I guess that was what led to the resentment from both sides and it actually grew into something that, that was uncontrollable. And I'm, and I'm really sorry she had to go through that experience. I'm, I'm really sorry. And I really hope she, she does get better and overcomes it. Have you actually told her how sorry you are? Have you made it clear to her? Are you guys in communication at all? Uh, yes, I, I told her how sorry I am. And we, I, yes, when you when hear high communication, which is, which is, which is still fair because some, some, some persons won't even talk to you at all. So, okay, I'm grateful. And um, and what what changes have you made so far to actually, um, I know saying atone for what you did. Yeah, I think that's the right way to put it. Like, what, what have you done so far to actually um, prove to her, and most importantly, prove to yourself that what you did was absolutely wrong and you're sorry about it. Have you taken any steps at all? Yeah, I've taken some steps. Um. I've I spoken. I I, I I spoke with uh accountability partner about it. I told him how sorry I am. I apologized to him because I feel distrust. That's uh, I I'm talking with um, a couple of therapists and. Um, we're making progress. Um, talking with people that actually have actually experienced this same issue or something to lose or something around it, and I'm talking to them to see how their healing process went. Because the truth is, I've tried to, I've tried to work on myself. So when businesses were feeling the reason I was actually plunging into the dark side, I tried to work on myself. Then. But I would like, I'll just say, mostly, most people are always busy with their lives, basically. So they, uh, they are not professionals. They just are, they're just aware. So they won't really take me serious and stuff, which is not their fault. I mean, I might as I should have just gone to professionals instead of just going through all this, uh, is how do I stop 
how do I control this? In fact, I was asking the wrong questions. Then questions I was asking them was, how do I stop being angry? How do I stop being sad? How do I stop being depressed? I wasn't asking, how do I control my mind? How do I, how do I control my emotions? How do I control my anger? How do I manage my anger? How do I manage how um, and when bad moods come in? I wasn't, I wasn't uh, asking the right questions. So now I'm more enlightened uh, and I really, really want to get better. So I'm talking with therapists, actual therapists, and I've actually gone a step ahead through the recommendation of someone who, have, who has experienced this as well as gotten well and better. I've gotten to meet with medical therapists like psychiatrists and they talked to me, put me on uh, antidepressants and hopefully I have another appointment on 4th of June of story of January to meet with a, a, a nervous disorder uh practitioner basically like so uh, I, 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 uh in general i've i've been pushing to get better i've joined i've joined a gym i joined a gym um a, 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 a club I, I've, I've joined a gym so they have this whatsapp group where they create themselves i explain myself why i'm gymming and not because I'm interested in buffing up and turning into a macho man. I just want to release stress, release, um, release pain, release hurt through exercise, through physical exercise. Uh, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying my hands on meditation. I'm trying my hands on meditation. In fact, I have. I have sort of a class today I won't be here today so I would uh, I would uh, I would next time I'm coming back on this um on this platform on this podcast I would fill you in how that went like an actual meditation like the old yoga thing and try my hands on it. Uh, I'm doing a lot I'm doing a lot, but at the same time, I'm guiding myself because I don't want to do a miss. I don't want to do something that's not meant for me. I don't want to contradict a, a process that, that I'm going through. I don't want to dilute it. So I don't want to just know what you're talking about or what it's asked to say or what is, what is, what's going on in that aspect. At the same time, uh, I observe some quiet time. I make some affirmations. I speak to myself. Already I've been doing that while, while like depression makes, if you're hearing voices, if you hear voices, not your mind telling you stuff, you hear voices. Like it comes outside, enter your ear and you hear voices. You are really depressed, you should, you should check that out. So I talk back at the voices. So. I, 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 I'm talking more to myself now. I'm trying to be more positive and relaxed. So that's what I'm doing to get better, basically. Yeah, wow. That's a lot. And I'm glad, I'm really glad you're taking that bold step. Um, I wasn't trying to sound, I wasn't trying to be judgmental when I was asking you exactly what you were doing or something. Like I just, I was just trying to see, and it's, it's, it's not for me to judge. It's, it's not my place to actually evaluate how sorry you are or something. That's not my place, but I just wanted to get a sense of where you are. And first things first, I would really like to commend you for taking this bold step to reach out and to insist, like you seriously, you were insisting you needed to get a lot out of your chest and you feel you felt like people like 
you had you needed to be held accountable. That was one of the most interesting things that struck me when we had a conversation. Yes. And that's that is to be commended. Men need to speak up more. And I'm also sorry you are experiencing or you've experienced all these terrible events in your life and you're battling with all these issues. And I really, really, and truly hope you do get better. And in any way that we peers arena, we can help in any way this platform can actually help out. We would definitely help out because mistakes happens. Mistake happens in life. It's it's not how you fall, but rather how you pick yourself back up. And I'm not going to sit here and try to totally. Um, feel like I have the moral right or I'm in a place where I can actually totally just condemn and ostracize you because the mere fact that you are actually taking these bold steps in your life to wanting to get better, I think that is to be encouraged. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So when you saw an actual therapist, were you clinically diagnosed with anything? Uh, yes, um, I was diagnosed the Okay, so uh, it's, it's according to the doctor, it's in stages. You don't want to just jump in and just say, okay, this is just, you don't want to jump in based on all they've heard from me, or based on what they've heard from me, the partial, the, the, they said they give, they, are, they, they did a partial diagnosis and they said that in layman's term, I have acute depression. Uh, what is leading to my anger and every other thing, in fact, that I can't and anger my emotions is the fact that I am like my depression has gone beyond the calm down, it's going to be fine, all is going to be well, you can go home now, thank you very much. Kind of depression, it's it's now a according to them, during my next um appointment, I'm going to have. I'm going to have a uh, a deeper diagnosis on what's wrong, and already I've been given I've been given um, I've been given antidepressant, like I said, uh, because already a lot is already affecting my my feeding, affecting my sleep. It's affecting a lot of things, so. They want to they want to study that. They want to see the improvement on feeding and feast and sleeping. Then some other things before they now administer more drugs or just go just go to psychological cure and then social cure and not rely solely on medical cure. So that's basically what the doctor said. Okay, I'm really glad you're taking the right steps towards getting better. And I want to urge you to keep going in that direction. And um, so, yeah, before we do round up, um, given all that you've been through and what you've actually done as a result of it and how you're trying to make things right, um, what would be your advice to anyone who's actually struggling with the same issues as you? What would be your okay. advice to them? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would say get help first things first. Speak up. Speak up. Even if you are doing your wrong research, research, but speak up. Talk to the right people. When you see, if you don't have, if you don't have access to, to if you think uh, it's a bad thing, trust me. It's you, it's you you are hurting. Uh, anger is, is just, anger is just a little shy of danger. That's what I've come to understand. So we are angry. It's just a small thing we can turn danger straight. So I, I advise you, get help. You can't for sure say this is the right help because I also struggle with getting the right help until now that I was intentional. So I think the key idea is being intentional. Know how to. I don't know how. I don't know how this may happen, but I was lucky enough to actually sort of weed out the wrong ones and get the good ones. Talk to people that maybe you've seen have 
they've been angry and suddenly they are cool or something. Speak to, to sometimes it works, sometimes they take it to the spiritual realm already, like so fast. But speak to the pastor. If you have a pastor that is actually in vogue, when I mean in vogue, I don't mean it's a paparazzi pastor. He, yeah, he's on the, he understands the trends, mental health trends, uh, issues that are pressing in our world today. Meet with them, talk to them, let them know what's up with you. Ask questions. Ask questions if you don't know. Because sometimes I don't know what's wrong with you. I just feel like this is this is this is that, but then when you go deeper, you know. And if you are confused, honestly, really and truly, meet a medical practitioner. It, it works. It's not every time they give you drugs. I got to learn that when I was actually because I was thinking that okay, ah, you have to get drugs. If I had known then, maybe I'd have just met with one. Because the doctor I met with, she said, if it was mild. It's something we can just talk about. You have a section, you always come maybe maybe once or twice a month or something. You have a section. Then I introduce it to like a group where we get to talk with people, this and that and everything. It works. You understand? So, and when and after that, because there's a little they can do to helping you get out of that form. It's you that yourself that actually say, no, I want to put myself out of that form. So anytime someone gets you angry, because the truth is, when you're trying to get better, that's when anger comes better, comes stronger. When you are trying to, it's just like when you're trying to stop smoking, what happens? That's when you feel like you should take it more. So when you're trying to stop, um, stop, uh, not stop, when you're trying to actually, so that's why I say I'm still progressing, so I'm still trying to understand some words. So when you're trying to, control your anger that's when it comes stronger on you it looks like you're not able to control it so but anytime you want to control anytime anger comes it's simple always do some things anger destroys your inner peace it, it, it destroys the ability for you to actually investigate what has happened so you understand so and before you speak when you're angry think anytime you're angry let your thought process be at at, at peace they will say you are slow to talk, leave them. But you are thinking of if I say this, it really makes sense. Construct, see, you can go, go away, construct that English, construct it well, and come back to give it to them. In the process of you going away to construct that English, you've done two things. You've left that place, you've walked away. One. Two, you've gone to think. When you're coming back, you are less angrier. You are saying the right words. You are saying the right words. When you see that it's something that you can't really handle, you can't just walk away for me, you can't do this, you can't do that. Talk to your best friend or someone that you know that will listen to you, that's objective, will not chastise, will chastise you, but at the same time, rather, will still actually pet you and tell you that you are doing well. Because sometimes they make you look like your first is shit. So if you, have, if you have someone that would actually tell you the truth, at the same time, tell you that, okay, you're progressing. At least you come to tell me that this is what this is why you're angry. It's good. And the truth is, I think uh, anger, anger because IBP, anger because headache. The person with the vex with, you say you break his head, they will carry you, they will jail you. Break his head, they carry you, they will jail you. It is still you that are staying in the jail, still you are not have IBP, still you are not have headache in jail. It's still that they will now actually mess with in the jail. It's still that have a bad record already. So, before, when, you are, when you're angry, I want to come, think of these things. I always remember one thing. Let's, damn, let's speak to yourself that I know that I know the year would I get coconuted. This anger, I won't do it. I won't do it in my mind. I won't do it in my brain. But I also have to remind, remind myself to that. When you come down, I go, no, see, you don't regret it in the day. Most people have gone to jail because of anger, because they just, all, they, all they did was just push. He's ordinary push, and the guy died, or the girl died. And they say, are you killer? And person goes to jail just for pushing. They charge you for manslaughter, at least. So think of that. Acknowledge your rage. Sometimes it's always good. Yes, younger will come. It will always come. Uh, your big men, your big pastors, they, they get angry. But the ability for them to control the anger is, is what matters. 
acknowledge your rage. Do activities, do activities to get out of the rage. Always make sure you do activities to get out of the rage. Do meditative activities as well. Okay, just, this is song, there are songs that calms you down. Just listen to them and just distract yourself. I've even come to understand that songs actually help you to avoid to, to, to take away some pain. Today I was at the gym. I had there, there's this equipment I use every time. No matter how short I use, it gives me pains. So I was always doing 15 minutes every day on it. I, I ended up doing 30 minutes today on it, all because I just listened to songs that I love. I didn't know when I was even dancing doing it. People were just looking at me like, this one, don't, this one. Because by the end of my doing it, I'm always yawning. They're like, how about you today, yawn? And everything. So, but I found myself that I was just doing, even the structure just came and looked, I saw the time. Wow, almost 30 minutes. You had to like, guy, yeah, you've tried. You've done double of your time for the first time. So sometimes you can clearly write it out. Just write it out. Get a journal. I have a journal I'm using now. Then above all, all these things I've said, stick to it. Stick to it. If you can stick to it, you're good to go. And always remember one thing. Anytime people piss you off, you need to tell you, remind yourself, they are not your master. They are not in control of your emotions. You are. So whatever you whatever they do to you, you are the boss of how you react to it. When you make, make it known that you are the boss of how you react to it, you become a boss for life. So I think that's, how, that's what I would advise people to do. Wow. You, you nailed it at the end when you said, in all, stick to the process. And yeah, that's, I guess that's the, that's the very, very important thing. Because you may start off, but it's to continue. Yes. Yeah, it's to continue. And we also need to encourage people and help them also, and not just to abandon them in that process. Yes. Sir. Yes. Sure. So um, there's a lot we, we need to talk about, and we talk about those things off air. And um, there's a lot we also can do. Um, we have weekly online um, support groups for people going through similar issues. And we have facilitators that helps out with that. So that's something I would actually encourage you to actually add to the things you're doing. And um, give her time for her to process um, what's going on or what has happened. Like you said, it took her a very long time for her to acknowledge or to come to terms with the facts that you actually did that or that, that happened. So... Um, just because you're on the process doesn't mean she has to like join you immediately. She she also yes. has her time. And hopefully, I really pray and hope that she also um, finds a way to, to deal with these issues and get the right help she needs. And most importantly, yes. I hope maybe sometime down the line or in the future, she finds a place in her heart to forgive you. And you also find a place in your heart to forgive her and you guys can forgive each other. And that's going to help out a lot moving on with your with, with the process of actually getting better uh, i'd like to really really thank you for stepping up for 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 acknowledging what you have done first things first and for being totally sorry or for being very very sorry according to what you are saying and for and then taking a step further to make sure something like that never happens again and taking a step yeah. further to actually understand yourself better and that's going to help you get better as and to be a better human being. And um, I would like to commend you for that. I would like to keep supporting you in any way. And most importantly, I would also like to um, uh, remind you to always take your advice, even if it's not easy. And that's sticking to the process. I yes. also know it's not easy. I'm not sitting on any moral high ground here and having this conversation with you. I'm actually, I've actually learned a whole lot from you today a whole lot. This has also been very, very helpful to me. And I just can't stress it enough how, how glad I am that, that, that you're able to step up and speak up, especially as a man. So thank you very much. And please, and just keep going. And everything will work itself out. Life's challenges, your relationships, or, and every other thing in your life, they're gonna, they're gonna work out your career. 
everything is going to work out. The universe will bend to your will as, as, as long as you keep going and you're genuine to yourself, most importantly. So thank you very much again for taking the time to have this conversation with me. And um, yeah, so we're, we're going to keep talking. We're definitely going to keep talking. So do enjoy the rest of your day and um, stay safe out there. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much for listening to this conversation. To support this podcast, please like, share, leave a comment or a review. And also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at peers underscore arena. Thank you and see you next time.